I really thought TCU had a shot. Also, Casey got some fun cereal recently. You're listening to Warm Beer in the Cheat Seats podcast, WBCS with Big Mike and Casey. Take it away, Big Mike. What's happening, everybody? It's Big Mike. It's Friday night. Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats coming at you. We got some uh, memoriam memoriams tonight. I think I said that right. Yes. We got, hey, she'll like it too. <laughs> and a big shout out to everybody. Thank you for listening, especially if you're bringing some Coors beer back from Texarkana, Texas tonight. <laughs> so this right. is warm beer in the cheap seats. Big Mike, Casey, Casey, what do we got? Well, WBCS. Happy Friday, everyone. Happy Friday. And if you're listening on a Tuesday, I can happy. assure you it was a Friday when this actually happened. Well, happy Tuesday. Can't we tell them happy Tuesday? Happy Tuesday to folks that are listening to us on the uh, Naughty Radio. And if you're not familiar with Naughty Radio, go ahead. Go to your app store, download Naughty Radio. Don't forget to rate it and like it. And learn to luff it. Fluff it? Yes. All right. So that's naughty radio, as in nautical. I did receive a gift from our super fan, uh, Baby Die. Really? What What did Baby Die send? Um, the poop cereal. Oh, he got like the poop champion. cereal. Yes, and like a champion. Well, I haven't tried it yet. I figured. Do you have a picture of the box? Uh, oh, yeah. Sweet Melissa does, and then uh, we'll we'll bring it over. Maybe we'll uh, we'll do we'll try like, it out like post show. You know. That would be fantastic. We need to do it on a you know <clears throat> where we're, maybe we have a I don't know. Let it rip, I guess. Mm, we can make like a checks mix. <laughs> Poop like a champion checks mix. That's yeah. great. Hey folks. Hey, welcome. Come on in. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm so excited. Wait, is that why this? That's is our amazing. Episode. What? Didn't you put that it was your Christmas episode? No. I'm, oh, I'm not. You're, you're no. a little behind there, sweet. Yeah, you're, you're it like says almost, it though. Oh, that's, that's weird. No, that's uh, this message here. Oh, the greeting. Oh, it's it's the message to the peeps. Yeah, so we'll take that. Oh, I was so confused. But since we're there, and while you're editing, um, and speaking of baby die, she let me know that. Oh wait, who's in that movie? Hold on, now I gotta look it up. One moment, please. I'm yeah, just everyone down. just be real quiet. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Bruce Willis said that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Thank God. I thought we already covered that. We not did. That Bruce Willis said it. No, all right. I thought I thought we covered that. You and I talked about it. We, okay. we talked about it on the show. Yeah. I, I think every about. year oh. we talk about it. Yeah. Well, then it's one of those things. It's just like, you know, Christmas tradition. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? We'll let that rest until uh, about 11 months from now. Yeah, on our next Christmas special. Yes. So stay tuned, everybody. Just 11 months away. So they, they have this thing, you know, and there's always like these uh, uh, public service announcements. And uh, this one's uh, by, uh, I guess, like a gambling hotline. You know, and they have an 800 number. Look, if you know someone with a gambling problem, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, don't make fun of them because they're probably <laughs> ruining someone's life. Uh, probably their family. Uh, so their number is uh, 888-ADMIT-IT. Oh. 
That's a dumb number. Look, if you got a gambling problem, 888-BET-ON-IT. That's it. Uh, that, that would, You know what? That would probably get somebody with a gambling addiction to... 888, sure thing. Yeah. Hey, it's it's Big Ed. Hi, Big Ed, but bet on it. 888-BET-ON-THE-GENERALS. Uh, eight, 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 They're due for a win. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Was it the generals? What was the name of it? The Harlem Globetrotters basketball. Yeah, no, no, that's, the, that's where they play the generals. The generals. They were due for a win, I'm telling you. Yeah, so I, I saw that and I was just like, no, oh, they wrong wrong phone number. Wrong phone number. You, you get what they're going for. Yeah. But uh, you know, they could have done better. I, I knew a guy in the Air Force that I think pretty sure he had a uh, a gambling problem and we were uh, we were always sent down to there's a air base out in Vegas and you go down there for a lot of training uh, it, when you're in fighter country. And uh, he would spend a lot of time in the casino on his off time. So I would pick up a bunch of flyers during a week and I kept s- sliding the uh, gambling anonymous like hotline <laughs> flyer underneath his door. And he's thinking it's like someone at the hotel trying to like tell him something I'm like, man, that's crazy. That, I'm that's like, it. I'm like, I don't know. It's a sign from God, I guess, you know. Casey, do you remember the two guys that worked at T-Bone's Warehouse back this early night? This is the 90s. Well, would one they be drove... Hambone? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about oh, it. Well, yeah, listen, yeah. This, 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 this is a twist. Remember the two guys that drove the, the really nice Chevy Dooleys? Yes, yes. Okay. The mother came up to T-Bone and said, do not take any more bets from those guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Back oh, when they yeah, were yeah. big-time basketball parlaying. Yeah, I forgot about Hambone. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'd like to go down the track, and I always play 247. And I don't know, that was like his lucky that, that was just like a lucky number. He's like, yeah, yeah, play 247. That was my pick three number in, in Newark. <laughs> and he was always like, uh, yeah, you got to watch when they uh, parade the dogs around. And the one that takes a shit, that's the one that's going to run the fastest. I've heard that before. Yeah. I, don't, I, I can't say going, watching the, uh, as I call them, the little ponies that ever to be true. The little ponies, yes. I've heard people say that's the case, but I can't confirm it from my experience. Hmm. 247 ever fucking hitting. Well, hey, anybody out there who has experience with dog racing where the dog who took a shit ended up just blowing the doors off everybody else, call in, email us. How would they email us? Uh, you can email us at the show at warmbeerandthecheapseats.com. Or hit us up on our Twitter. At Beer Seats. Tweet, tweet. Tweet elite. That's or if you hit 247. Or if you have a lucky number at the yeah. track, you know. Whether it be ponies or little ponies, whatever works. You know the ones I never. Just... If you get a bet, you got to box it this way. At least if they hit those three numbers, they don't have to be any order. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to box because otherwise, you know. Yeah, you don't have a fucking chance. Pay a little more, but it usually pays off better. Your That's odds right. are increased. Hey, have you guys noticed, and and usually it's going to be this weekend, we're going to see this ad a lot because they know guys are sitting around watching football weekend. Uh, this new Gen X, it's like kind of, I don't know, maybe, you know, GNC 
fucking dick supplement or something. It's supposed to like rejuvenate your testosterone. Yeah. yeah and have, she'll like it too. I have wink, wink. T count. Um, wink, wink. You'll be jerking off six times as much like when you were 16. It's awesome. Well, I mean, you got Frank Thomas in there, like really passive aggressively, like you better take the Nugenics before I start fucking your lady. I mean, <laughs> he's putting a move on ladies in the commercial. It's crazy. Because Frank does give him a, 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 a wink. And yeah. I don't even think Frank's acting. Get my just, Louisville they're like, slugger. They're like, just be yourself. Um, Frank, here's your here's your acting assignment. This is this is your inspiration. Yeah. You be you. Yeah. Actually, his inspiration was that big fucking check they dangled in front of him. It's weird. Like you didn't see him. You're getting years. out of debt. And then all of a sudden, he's uh, he's like awfully, the eugenics king. He he's yeah he's doing these commercials and. I was like, uh, he put, he probably blew through his money. He had to have, because I mean, he did nothing. He'd been retired for about ten or so years. Oh shit, more! I bet it's closer to twenty. Uh, yeah, we're, we're in two thousand twenty, Casey. The time rips. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say like maybe 07 might have been his last season. He was on. He was playing when the White Sox went to the World Series, but I believe he got traded that season. Um. Yeah, so yeah, he's closer to twenty years retired, I guess now. Well, dick supplement advertisements. I guess that's where the money's at. Man, he's really trying to fuck your old lady. So you better take them Nugenics guys. Make sure you're piping the old lady the right way. Yeah. Or Frank Thomas piping. is piping. Yes, sweet Melissa, piping. <laughs> yeah, he's taking her to Pound Town. Pound Town. <laughs> And we know he's got a few bucks to do that. You know, you can even take her to have a meal. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like Willie Beeman. He's making them creaming. Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But those those commercials, that they run them long and strong during any sporting event. In fact. Uh, hurting for a squirting. Hurting <laughs> for a squirting. Hey, it, uh, how, how many, like, uh, you know conversations does that create with like a little kid that like asks their dad daddy because they they used to run the viagra cialis commercials all through nascar yes i mean four hours hey, long if you can't get your dick hard get this shit so mark yeah. martin Go. was running the viagra car for a while yeah the viagra car for a while he's like um you know you, yeah i mean there, there had to be uh questions uncomfortable conversations Daddy, what does that mean what's viagra so when you're grabbing your neck you're like mm. <laughs> they cut you know you grab your collar the old teddy move mm. go got any gum mm. yeah but i think the uh nugenics would create fewer questions than viagra yeah, but they, they could that could generate questions. Kids are curious. Well, they they've they've sucked in Doug Flutie now. Oh, I know. Yeah, the, uh, the, he is in the most recent round of Nugenics commercials. I'm like Doug, come on, man, you you want a Heisman? <laughs> Maybe he can't get a boner. Maybe he needs a little help. Low T, Casey. He's like, Damn. Maybe he needs a little help for his workout. Did I cover everything that they cover? When he's rubbing it out? When he's rubbing it out. Whoa. You know, when he's hey. in the pocket. <laughs> yeah. The hot pocket. When he wants to go deep. 
Yeah. He wants a touchdown. What are you saying? He's when he's trying to fuck her. Yeah. Wink, <laughs> wink. Yeah. So if, <laughs> if, if, if you missed it, if you missed it, folks. What, 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 what? Oh, my next day, my uh, whistle is going to be here on Monday. Oh, oh yes. yes. So next show, we will have a slide whistle. Oh, yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at getting a vibra slap. Wait, what is wait, a vibra slap? A vibra slap is the one that goes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cake does it a lot. That's yeah, yeah, like yeah. his go-to move. I saw that when I was looking because I had those oddball instruments. I'm like, oh, vibra slap. That's what that fucking thing's called. They like train whistle. They had a whole little kit, like a train whistle, a slide <laughs> whistle, and uh, a kazoo. And it was a two-ended kazoo. You could use either end for uh, uh, twenty a bucks. Double-ended. I, I used to have a Tampa Bay Bandits kazoo. Really? They 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 did a game where that was the. the that had to be just so fucking obnoxious with all the drunks. Hey, hey three <laughs> hours of not just me, but like forty thousand drunk uh, people, and I wasn't. I was just high on uh, Coca Cola Classic. The, you know, Coke is just sugared up. I was sugared up and uh, just kazoo for three straight hours. <laughs> you know, the whole stadium was. Doing I, it. I wonder if you can find one of those on eBay. I don't know. I had it for a long time. I don't know what happened to it. Sometimes I lay awake at night. Thinking, where's my Tampa Bay Bandits kazoo? Kazoo. Yep. It might be in your shrine. No, I don't I don't think so. It, I think I think it's gone gone. So, someone used to clean out stuff and uh just oh, randomly throw away shit. Grandma, honey. Yeah, she has two of those yeah, I should just go and throw away her fucking. She's bed. a purger living with a hoarder. Yeah, hmm. her closet's empty. His is just you can barely move in it. Huh? I'm talking about Mister Big Ed? No, Mister Big Ed. Oh, you were joking. No. Huh. Hey, how about uh, some new NASCAR news? There's kind of a lot of it out there. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, we have a new race team. Yes, it, it's an evolution of the race team. So, um, Petty GMS is now known as Legacy Motor Club. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson is bought into the team. Sounds as if Richard Petty no longer has an ownership stake in the team. He is uh, referred to as the team ambassador. The king, man, he's he's up there. It just keeps him on yeah. payroll. Yeah, just a wave. He might have just hat. sold out. The, you know what? Uh, Johnson probably bought the king's portion. Yeah. King's like, cool, give me the money because, hey, I don't, I have more than I'll ever spend, and I'll take some more. And uh, yeah, he's on payroll. And then you got Kevin Harvick retiring. Yeah, he's doing it right, though. What else we got, Case? Uh, Malcolm in the Middle fame. Malcolm in the Middle. Uh, Frankie Muniz. Frankie Muniz. Muniz, yeah. He, Arca. He's a legit race car driver, actually. He's not a he's the, that's no bullshit. He's he's a legit. Yeah, he driver. used to do like Toyota had like a celebrity series they did, like a Grand Prix kind of thing. Right, like the, the he, whatever it was called, Toyota Celebrity Grand Prix or yeah, like Tim Allen. Pro Am, yeah, there, or 
that's something like that. Anyway. Oh, he's the guy that was on your friend's movie. Yes, he was in Black Street. Just, it just hit me. Yes. I figured it out. He hasn't been doing too much acting. He did a, like a weird reality show. I don't know what what what's you know really? been going on, but this is something he. This is a passion project for him for sure. Like this is what he wants to do. So hey, good luck there, Frankie. You know, knock him dead. I think it's kind of cool. That might bring some eyes to Arca. So what should any eyes to Arca is good to a lower division. Get some of these guys and gals. I th- I think it will bring a little attention. Yeah, to Arca. sure. And that's never a bad thing. Uh, I wonder if TMZ has done anything on this. They'll probably be in a car right behind them, probably the whole time. Harvey Levin, right? Is that his name? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to say the wrong Harvey. <laughs> you got to be careful when you say that word Harvey. The second. He's in the Viagra car. Yeah. Everybody's holding their breath. And- the wrong Harvey. The wrong That's- Harvey. That could be a book. The wrong Harvey. The wrong Harvey. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a mystery. <laughs> It's a mystery. The wrong Harvey. And then other NASCAR. He should news. be 188. Admit it. Admit it. Admit no, 188. It. You did it. <laughs> Actually, he sh- that, yeah, that number should be 888. Admit it. Yeah. So Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kevin Harvick, Jeff Burton, and Justin yes. Mark. Yes. Purse, I read purchased. This. Excellent. Purchased the cars here. It, it, it's called Cars. It's a late model series. It's actually Big Ed. That is the evolution of the old Hooters Pro Cup series. Yes, it'd be nice. So these guys want to really promote short track racing. Um, this series covers super late models and late models. So I think that's kind of neat. I think maybe that's where Harvick might put some of his attention after this season and in, uh, into this Cars series. So. I think that's neat. Uh, you got guys that are really passionate about stock car racing uh, going in, you know, going in. And these are guys that have money and can get money. Sure. The, the they can raise the capital needed. For sure. The fact that these guys are involved now, it'll probably sponsorship to this, for the series is probably uh, the Well, they probably saw look what the SRX series is doing, and they're only yeah. doing eight races. So they're like, well, this can't be a loser. So the it'll be interesting. Want, the fans want it. Oh, sure. Uh, and Earnhardt ran uh, a cars race this year at Wilkesboro. So he's involved. He, he, he's still involved. And he, Dale Earnhardt, all of us listen to his podcast. And he goes on and on about how he really enjoys late model racing. So I, I think it's neat. I'd like to see where this goes. I, my dad, I was talking to this with a uh, big John and my dad's like, uh, watch this end up on TV. I said, that would be fantastic. So some of these guys and gals in these lower divisions get some TV time and how there's more racing on TV. I'm turning it on. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah. At least on Maverick TV, you know, they show a lot of late model dirt stuff. Sprint cars. Did that used to be Speed TV? I don't think so. I no, think Speed, speed, speed TV just went away. To, yeah. went, I think it, it just it, disappeared. No. They had their run. Interesting. 
I, I liked it. I liked their programming they had. I used to watch it all the time back in back Speed in the was good. days. They had racing. They had car shows. They had it. They had car documentaries. They had car do-it-yourself shows, and it was pretty awesome. I enjoyed Speed. But uh, say that one more time. In the wrong context. <laughs> what? That you you admitted that you like speed. Oh, speed. Yeah, not like speed. Yeah, like, Black Beauties, uh, Bippity Bops, Husker Do's, Husker Don'ts, Whistling, whistling Kitties. Bumblebees. No, I'm just making up stuff now. Actually, those are fireworks. Oh. Fireworks. So Husker you're standing Husker here Dose. telling me you don't have one whistling kitty, a Husker Do, Husker Don't. Oh. Yeah. Wait, well, well, Joe Dirt, come on, folks. Oh, yeah. Let's... Joe Dierte. So you're standing here telling me you have one Roman candle, you know, the whole list. I was I just I... thinking about the blockbusters the other day. And, oh, know, God. Dude, these things were just insane. They were like the size of a D battery, these things. <laughs> <laughs> and like if you put it in a mailbox, it would like leave a splintered post. <laughs> Even the really fancy ones down in like Nessaquag, you know, down in the head of the heart. The real nice ones, hand carved. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's not good. That was uh, from, D- you know, that was from D'Lo. His, he had a cousin in Brooklyn and we used to go out to Brooklyn. We did it two years in a row. <laughs> We got to Brooklyn, and we could get a Gross City's Blockbusters. Who you, who's going to hand 17-year-olds 144 Blockbusters, you know? But they were, that was $100. It was like a big deal. You know, like we all saved our money. Like, you know, I, I remember the all right, don't, you know, don't play with these in the car. And the first thing I did was I lit one. I threw it out the window in Brooklyn down into rolled into the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking cap, like fucking, you could see it move a little bit. You know? That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Immediately. That guy, yeah, that I guy who sold it. It's like, he immediately regretted it. He immediately yeah. realized. It was, like, it was, deal, it was this uh, uh, deal's older cousin. <laughs> That's like the, the guy in a, in a movie that like, you know, probably sold to uh, an arms group. You know, he probably shouldn't have sold it to. Like, oh, that's that's not good for mm. humanity. That's going to backfire. <laughs> that's not good. Not, nothing was safe that summer. <laughs> Those things would stay lit on the water. And it would send a plume up in the air about 30 or 40 feet. That's pretty awesome. Big Mike, these things were no joke. I don't even know where to get them anymore. It's an easy way to go fishing. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, just scoop them up. Scoop them up. They're all concussed. Like field. Hey, fish. concussed fish. Yes. Come on into my boat. Come on into my boat. That's the way to do it. I would have liked to have seen one of these blow up a mailbox. I bet that was pretty epic. Well, you had to run because it would fucking send shrapnel everywhere. I mean, you say it wasn't look an M eighty. That's that's baby shit. A blockbuster. I'm telling you, was the size of a D battery. They said it was a quarter stick of dynamite. <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we, when you lit that thing, you just fucking ran. You, you weren't gonna like you know stare at it. You know. You well, of course not. But what if you're one of the guys that if you had the proper distance. I would have liked to have seen um, it. 
you know, we were always, it was always like not in a place where you weren't supposed to be. So we, you know, it was like, we'd do it and then we'd come back to the scene of the crime, you know. Uh, examine your handiwork. <laughs> and then laugh at like the rate, how far away, like the radius of damage would be from the post. <laughs> you know, like a, like 150 foot, you know, radius of just shit spread everywhere. Hey, the other night I sent you a text there, uh, Big Ed. Uh, TMC, Turner Movie Classics. Uh, they were they were running a theme of movies of uh, famous or iconic car chases in movies, and they did uh, no commercial interruption. Smoking a Bandit. I know. I got that at Wednesday at twenty. Uh, I was probably. Uh, I think I sent it like at ten or something like. Yeah, that. Yeah, you know what? Um, my shift at the Cedo changed, which is good. From uh, it's ten to eight. Oh, okay, okay. So I cover, you know, covering the day because it doesn't stop. These things just—it's—it's it's a very fast-paced environment. You know, the day goes by super. You know, like seeing like holy shit, it's fucking six o'clock already. You know, I—I I hadn't seen this movie, uh, the original version, in so long, especially uninterrupted, probably since unedited. I was- Unedited, so it wasn't the one on TNT. He's like, you scum bum. You got yeah. some bitch. You got some bitch. Um, I mean, it, I, I don't know who's who's the strongest person, but in uh, and, and, and Smoking the Bandit lore, but I got a lot of uh, information here that mm-hmm. we could probably do a trivia, you know. Why don't we do it? That sounds like fun. Do How do we ring do in? It. What do you mean? Are you just gonna post the post the question and then we 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 could do that? Say um, say say your name to oh um that's like <laughs> your buzz in wait uh yeah 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 just say your name um oh wait you could do like on Ted Lasso that we watched last night and you say whistle whistle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't have a whistle. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think I think the name the name okay. would work. Okay. Uh I think Subway's hanging on the line. I'm just wondering, would Subway be interested to jump in? I'm not sure if he's very familiar with this movie at all. I mean well hello, first off, hello guys. Um Hello, hi. Subway. Soyslam. I I mean I'm not re- like I've only yes seen or no, snippets Subway. of smoking. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, right. I, I've only right, seen right, snippets right. of it. All right. Look, no one's going to hold the answer. If you know the answer, you just say your name and, you know, uh, and I'll moderate. Okay. So. Okay. We got, Are we ready? So we got Mike, Big Mike, Big Ed, and we'll just put the Subway in there. Subway's Why not? Wrong answers could be entertaining. Sweet Melissa. Uh, was watching me. Well, you were watching me write down. I was. Everything. I inquired about a couple. All right. Well, we'll, we'll start like an easy one. What What is the bandit's real first name? Big Mike. Okay, Big Mike. Uh, it's mm-hmm. Bo. Bo Darville is his name. His full name. Oh my god! I was like, his name's Big Mike too.
That's correct. <laughs> I don't know. Hitting like, the button, waiting for it. Did I check out? My, did I scan a, a, a gallon of milk or something? <laughs> there we go. That's like. the, that's the one I wanted. Right. Not scanning like not scanning like a Snickers bar. No, no, no. All right, all right. That that right, right. All right. So that's the. the all right. So that that's correct. It is Bo. Um, uh, when the snowman. Uh, he's he's making uh, he's at a choke and puke and he's making a collect call home. When he's talking to the operator, who does the operator think he's related to? Big Mike. Uh, that would be Hank Snow. That's that's correct, Hank Snow. Yeah. Yes, because he's he Cletus Snow. He was Cletus yeah. Snow, but C L E D U S. Cletus. Cletus. He's very southern. All right. Uh, when at the beginning of the movie, uh, when Buford T. Justice first pulls over to apprehend the three teenagers that were, uh, uh, how would you say, dismantling the police car, he kicks the one teenager right in the tuchus. What does he call the teen? What, what does he tell the teenager he's doing? Uh, Big Mike. That's called an intention getter. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> that's right that's an attention getter wow. hey guys uh anytime you want to chime in for an answer <laughs> i keep thinking all the answers are big mike all right what does uh the bandit and frog keep referring uh in trucker's term as to using the bathroom a 10 100 because it's better than a 10 200 oh that's big ed yes <laughs> there you go big ed. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't see. That's correct. A 10-100, yeah, and then it's better than a 10-200. All right. Uh, what does the bandit say the suit size that Big and Little Enos wear? <laughs> Big Mike. Oh. Hey, go ahead. A size. Uh, I think it's uh, extra fat. <laughs> and size dwarf yeah, dwarf i would have only got the second part it, it, it's close it's close does anyone want to jump in uh big ed uh dwarf i'm not dwarf from uh midget midget yes that's it it was a 64 fat and a 12 midget <laughs> yeah it's a... um must be oh. a bitch. <laughs> must be a bitch. That's such a great line. I mean, that sets up the whole movie. Right it there. does. There's a lot of one-liners. Um, um, it better be one from the choke and puke. Uh, well, let, let... Okay. Um, what did Junior want at the choke and puke? Uh, big Ed. Oh, Big Mike. It's Hush Puppies. We don't have time for that. <laughs> we don't have time for that shit. <laughs> That's right, Hush Puppies. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, this is a good one. Uh, so um, midway through the movie, uh, there's another trucker that went by the name of the Silver Tongue Devil, and he calls into the bandit to warn him about a smoky. Uh, what? Uh, how does the silver tongued devil 
sign off to the bandit. Ooh. Thought he si- big uh, I thought he signs off as the silver tongue devil and keep uh pedal to the metal and the roads clear or some shit. You know, you're 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 very close on that one. This one I, I totally forgot, and you know, I was probably too young to know what the hell he's talking about. Uh well I will go on this uh keep your wheels spinning and the beavers grinning. Yes. <laughs> It's <laughs> awesome. I was dude. waiting for you. To, I thought you wanted to know what the female was like. This the little what? beaver. Oh, the, the little chick beaver. trucker. Right? Yes, yes, the little beaver. Little beaver. That's a good one. You want to ride with me? The the one kid said, "Sure." He's <laughs> got like a Model T hot rod. Anyway, go ahead. What county was Sheriff Buford T. Justice from in Texas? Oh no! It's always a good guess. Yeah, uh, got me on that one. Uh, Big Subway. Ed? Oh, go ahead, Subway. Uh, I don't know. Is it like something Texarkana? Texarkana. That's where, that's where they're going to get the beer. Yeah, that was the city they're getting the beer. Uh, so I'm gonna say no one's got this one. Um, it's Portague. Portague. Yeah, right. I know what he got there. <clears throat> yeah, it's a real county. Yeah. Um, what is the vanity plate at the front of the bandits Trans Am? Uh, Big Mike. Big Mike. The, on the front is the Georgia state flag. Mm-hmm. That's correct. The Georgia state flag. That's oh, right. Oh, hold on. That's correct. Wow. Well, I think that's about it. I got, that's it. All right. Yeah. That was pretty cool. It was a pretty fun movie. Oh, thank you, Big Ed. It's my favorite movie of all time. Nine, eight. It's up there. (laughs) (laughs) That's where you're going. There we go. Or this this soundboard sucks. Big Mike, I saw that in the theater. Big Ed, I'm jealous. I wish I I was old enough to have seen that in the theater. Had had Star Wars not come out. Oh, it would have been like the number one blockbuster. That's right. That's yeah. right. But that's okay. It's still badass. Uh, it was a big deal. It sold a lot of cars for Pontiac. Yeah. Like they say Trans Am sales literally went through the roof after that movie came out. Well, that scene where when Sally Field, a.k.a. Frog, is driving and then she jumps into the, the football field with the kids. Uh, that that was actually uh, kind of a goofed up stunt because yes. they had real people there and, and they were happened, scattering, dude. Well, they were scattering. That was real fear. And what had happened was uh, the field. Someone had let sprinklers go earlier, and, and they didn't know that. Like Hal Needham didn't know, and you know all the other stunt people. So that car was like slip sliding around. So it was getting a little too close the action for folks so those kids running off the field they're running that's legit that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, legit. that's that was real, real fear, fear. That that's real fear, fear. and then they're like Bert and Hal are like we, we can't do a stunt like that anymore like we gotta do completely different from now on but I'll tell you what that movie that movie had a lot of cool stunts in it 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 was a movie that the critics panned they hated that movie and 
I, I heard Hal Needham on NASCAR radio. He was on a episode of uh, Dave Moody does a segment called NASCAR Legends. And he talks to people who were involved in NASCAR. And Needham owned a race team that... It was Harry Gant, the yep, Skull Bandit. The Skull Bandit team. So they were asking, and Dave Moody's a fan of the movie, and he was asking questions about it. And Needham was saying how just the critics panned the movie, but he said they interviewed a kid leaving the theater and said, they asked him, what did you think of the movie? And the kid said, that's the best movie I've ever seen. Needham's like, we got a hit on our hands. <laughs> so That was like his, if you ever watch any John Wayne movies, there's a John Wayne movie called McClintock. Yes. That is that is his McClintock. It's just a. I think that movie was made for them, for the actors. They just had fun. Well, they said a lot of the stuff with, uh, you know, Bert was really trying to sell this to Sally. Sally did not want to sign up for this movie, and then she was very nervous on like a lot of the stuff they did in the car. They improvised. They had like a loose idea. We'll kind of talk this. They didn't have like a formal script. Like script for the. Wow. And so, you know, she wasn't very comfortable with improv. And she's an accomplice actress. This is not really her. Yeah, it's a different skill set. Yeah, she's more classically trained actress. And, uh, but, you know, they obviously end up having great chemistry. Fantastic. They made it work. The scene I like in the movie the best, though, is when Jerry Reed gets jumped by the truckers. Or bikers, <laughs> or the, the, the bikers. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, and I appreciate it older because I'm like, wow, how how's kind of an interesting take as a director how he shoots it? Because you know, Jerry's a guy. You know, as an audience member, you you just like him. He's a likable guy. Yeah, and agreed. And, and you you feel so empathetic. You like he he gets his ass whipped. I mean, pretty good. And he gets thrown out, and thank God Fred gets out. You know. Scott free yeah um but that shot of him walking out he dusts himself off and they do this close camera into his face and i mean you could see he's, he got he's all, busted up he's all busted up and he just kind of looks back and then he just starts walking and uh but you could see like he's angry but he, he's no he's not smart enough i'm not gonna go back in there yeah, and but then, then it's he like, gets in the truck and he smiles well, it, it, and he it, it, sees it, those bikes. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's such a great scene. I, I love that. And then yes. yeah, that's where you're like, don't fuck. <clears throat> Excuse me. Don't don't mess with the truck driver. No, they they gonna have the final say. It's a it's very understated how it's shot, but I I, I do like it. And it's uh, one of the first movies where they kind of break the fourth wall. Yes, you know, or early, the bandit. Early. Yeah. Which Bert was against that scene. He didn't want to do it. He didn't want to shoot that. And then uh, that was early in the movie. Which right. scene was that, Case? That's very early in the movie. He, he uh, right right when he evades a cop in a small town. This is like they're still heading out to Texarkana, and uh, he goes through this little town to kind of clear it for uh, snowman to just kind of breeze through. And he cuts behind a building, like a gas station, into an alleyway. And the, the car, the police car just flies down the main street. And then he slowly starts creeping up. And then he kind of stops and looks at you, the viewer, and right. makes eye contact, smiles, and then just guns it. 
it's just hilarious. dries off. And, uh, you and know, he that thought was that was that too early to do that? Yeah, he, well, he just he didn't like the idea of the you're you're looking at because you're looking at the audience now. Yeah. And, uh, Bert didn't like that, and uh, you know Hal's like, no, 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 it, it's gonna work. It'll make sense. You'll well, you'll see. Well, he was see, also see. driving, but he was going slow enough. Yes. It was pretty funny. But like for Hal, he was like, you know, you're you're saying like the people are in on it with you. You know, you're you're taking them along on that journey. Yeah. And uh, yeah, right. Hal. I guess he gets them on their side. Yes. Yes. You're you're one of us. True. You know, you're yeah. you're part of the gang. And we found out that Sally Field and Burt Reynolds, well, no, no, she idea. found out. I oh. found out that they got together. They were an item. But what's more is that we we right found out last night that or the other night, whatever night, that the people who played the stunt doubles for the two of them ended up getting married. Oh, oh yeah, that that was kind of cool. So the stunt doubles mm. for Burt and Sally, Sally ended up getting married. Getting married. That's so. cool. That's kind of neat. Two sets of couples out of that movie. Yeah. Uh -huh. There you go. Another thing that makes Smoking the Bandit amazing mm -hmm. and cool. Yeah, it, it brought families Made together. It the greatest movie ever. Ever. Yes. It's definitely up there. In my world, it's always number one. Mm -hmm. Yep. Love that movie. I hadn't seen that version of it unedited. And so on. And it's there, so good to watch. I think I think my family might have had it on a VHS. I feel like I used to watch it like every day when I was a kid. Uh, don't don't get me started. That's the first thing you learned how to do is put that thing in, in the morning. And I come home from school and you'd still be watching it. Yeah. There you go. Casey had seen that movie more than anybody alive, I think. <laughs> <laughs> We had one of those VCRs. There was a top that's, loader. That's how we learned the word bonsai was from that movie. Bonsai. It just, just screaming out. Some bitch. He'd say, <laughs> Some bitch. He'd be playing. I'm like, Oh, God. And it'd echo. Yeah. That was back in the Guddler days. Yeah. I think my father was. He would tell me when the guy was screaming bonsai, he might have been at Pearl Harbor. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Mitsubishi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Pretty good stuff. It's a good movie. So, if anybody out there listening, if you've never watched this film, do yourself a favor. Yeah, watch it. It's a great movie. It's it, fun. It's a fun movie. You You'll can laugh watch it for your free ass on Freeform. Oh really? Oh, they have it on Freeform. I don't know. I'm just saying. Just oh. fucking look for it. It's free. Oh yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, try try not to get the edited one. No, not, get not the original. Yeah. No, get the original. You need to have the customer. When you're really cold as some bitch in a possum's pecker. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was another one. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jackie Gleason has so many great the best. lines. Yeah, the, and the, didn't Gleason improvise a lot of his... Uh, he did. that. Well, that was his natural style, too, was yeah. to improvise. You know, have a rough idea, but just... Just let it fly. Jackie, this is what we need you to I do. I saw something on YouTube a couple nights ago. It was uh, Burt Reynolds having his big formal party. And uh, Jackie Gleason shows up in, in the uh, Buford T. Justice Buford. album. I, I've seen oh. that one. Yeah, yeah, Isn't yeah, that yeah, pretty cool? Yeah, I've never cool. seen it before. 
Yeah, when did I? Yeah, I did see that like a couple years ago, like in one of those little YouTube black holes. Yes, right. Just start spiraling down. But again, great film. And you know, I'll say this: even the Smoking and the Bandit two never lived. Moments. It has its moments. It never lived up to the first film. But no, not and a then, bad film. then then it just got worse. And well, worse. Smoking the Bandit three. Was it's not a good movie. <laughs> His but gay I, cousin I will watch Reginald it. and shit. Like, oh, what the yeah. fuck? Oh, and Gaylord. Gaylord. Gaylord, yeah. <laughs> he was gay. No, Reginald and Gaylord. Reginald, Reginald Gaylord. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but again, just cool movies. Good, innocent movies, too. You think of, uh, you know, there's some cussing and there's some, you know, into windows. In, yeah, yeah. But sure. again, it's, they're not horrible movies. You can get a teenager to watch it, and you're not. If you're a parent to this teenager, you're not embarrassed to watch this film yeah. together. Right. So, long live the bandit. Rest in peace, Bert. R.I.P., bro. Yeah. That so, hurts me every time. I forget. So here's the weird thing, and I think a lot of people are like this. When I think of Burt Reynolds, he never aged in my world. He always looked like he did in Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely agree. You know, when I think of Burt Reynolds. Even in Dukes of Hazzard, he looked pretty good. Yeah. Yes, when when he did Dukes. What did he die of? Old. Yeah, I I think he just had a lot of health complications due to his age. He was like 80, I think. His body was beat up too because he was he was a stuntman. He was he played yeah. played football. Stuntman. John Alls. Burt Reynolds Hall. Burt was a legit real deal man's man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely, he's uh, old school man's man. So, yeah, he had a good run. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um. Uh, just to kind of change gears a little bit. Let's change them. And we got sure. Subway here. Hey, Subway. Hello. Hello. Um, hey, so we got the NFL weekend. And I do want to say, I, I started the season and I said, the Detroit Lions are making the playoffs. And um, You know what? You were close. I'll, well, I'll listen, it, if you watch that Rams-Seahawks game, there was the biggest, uh, pardon my French, but horseshit mm-hmm. penalty on the drive where the Seahawks end up kicking a field goal. And they, they, you know, it was on like, you know, for hitting a quarterback. Geno Smith scrambling. He's running along the out of bounds. He doesn't step out of bounds. And he puts his shoulder down into a safety. Well, that's a safety. He bounces off him like a ping pong ball off a, a paddle at a, it, into out of bounds, and then he throw a flag, you know, uh, unnecessary roughness. I'm like, dude, dude lowered his shoulder like he was a halfback. That's, that's game on. If you're dumb yeah. enough to do that, it, he didn't slide. He didn't go step out of bounds. If you watch that replay, you know, and it's less than a minute left in the – He's still stepping forward. He's not trying to step out of bounds. And the guy did not lunge at him. He just squared up, ready for this guy that put his shoulder into him. 
So whatever. Seattle gets an extra 15 yards. It puts them into a field goal range. They kick a field goal. It is what it is. Hey, you got to play the game regardless of the dumbass refs. Hey, to Detroit's credit, hats off to the Lions. Can't wait for you guys next year. Uh, I, I'll stand by it. I still think you're a playoff team. You yeah. went in to a game that there was nothing left on the table for you. And you beat the team that everyone was saying they were the scariest team that no one wanted to play in the playoffs. And you swept the Packers and knocked them out of the playoffs. You outplayed them in the second half and pulled away. Congratulations, Lions. You played like winners. I'll see you in the playoffs yes. next year. I'll yes. see you in the playoffs next year. Can't I was wait. never I'll say this. If you are a fan of the San like if he I'll say this. If you're a fan of the San Francisco 49ers, you are one of those people that were never intimidated by the Packers because you guys knew that you would beat them every time sure. you guys play each other in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. was it Aaron Rodgers has never beaten the, the Niners in the playoffs ever. No. I mean, and I'll say this, you know what? I love what the Giants, uh, not the Giants, uh, the Lions are doing. Well, give credit to the Giants. Uh, Dable is an amazing coach, but for yeah. but the but the Lions, oh my goodness. I like I'll I'll say this. Next year they're they're making I feel like they have to make the playoffs next year. I mean, you just look at like uh like I, I don't know what it is. Like um Jared Goff saved his career. I'll say that. Because he is now the quarterback of the future. Yes, he may not seem like the franchise quarterback but he's pretty good for a quarterback i'm not gonna lie so there you have and then you have jamal williams who broke out is now your yeah he broke 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 barry sanders uh touchdown record yeah going uh, to season going to season he was the backup for the uh he was the backup running back and then deandre swift gets hurt he he steps in becomes a starter and then he breaks Barry Sanders' record. Yeah, yeah. Pay this guy. Like, literally. That, that's that's a nasty backfield. Uh, Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift, that is a nasty oh, yeah. backfield. Yeah, I, and I'm telling Ryder's- you, they are going to be a pro- – That whole uh, uh, division is going to be uh, – Watch. Don't sleep on the Bears next year. Uh, I think the Bears are going to be a lot better than people give them credit for. They have a bunch yeah. of draft picks coming their way. Oh yeah, um, you know the Vi- the Vikings will be good, and I mean, who knows where the Packers will be next year? You know, um, Aaron Rodgers is is like a hot girl uh, that's aging right before our eyes. So he's he's just you know he's got to get a lot of work to stay relevant, like the Madonna of the NFL. Uh, yeah. So he's got to get oh, his ass filled funny. and uh, lips tucked or whatever. I'll I mean, say uh, this: Tom Brady he, is seven zero against the Cowboys in postseason. I'll say this: the Cowboys suck in the postseason. Yeah, they 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 yeah. do. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll say they this: they were good in the regular season, were they? Really? Yeah, but the regular season, the playoffs are, are are two different things. Right. Uh, but I will say this about the Lions. Uh, you know what? I love their offense. I mean, you if you get a healthy Jameson Williams, uh, for next year, you have Amon Ross, St. Brown, and you have DJ Chark. That's that. That's a t- maybe a top five 
wide receiver wide receiver trio in the entire league. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. And then, I mean, yes, they trade T.J. Hawkinson, but it's like they're gonna get something like okay, like they still did good without him. Like, come on, they just got to work on the defense. Yeah, and I, I, and you know what? You can see like their defense is is slowly and slowly getting better. I mean. You have your franchise defensive guy in Aiden Hutchinson. He had a great rookie year. He's probably not going to win defensive rookie of the year, but I say he's probably going to be top three in the voting. So, but overall, yeah, no, I like what this Lions team is doing. And Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell, huge shout out to him. Shout yeah. out to him because you know what? He really cares about this team. Like you, you could see in hard knocks. Um, well, well, think about it. When they in the last off season, everyone's like, "How's Detroit going to be better?" They didn't do anything to the team. He was such a good coach, and he had such a connection, and he saw something in these guys. He didn't mess with that lineup. He's like, "These are the guys. These are the guys we're going to win with." He didn't go out and you know start uh, putting people on the chopping block. Yeah. Oh, and the the coaching the coaching staff like not just. Uh, um, not just Dan Campbell, but I also believe like their entire coaching staff was like former NFL players. I could yeah. be wrong, but it's like hmm. I have to uh, review I mean, that old staff. But uh, yeah, that that might be the case. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they have Mark Brunell as their quarterbacks coach. They have. Oh wow! Uh, he was pretty Antoine good. Antoine Randall L as your wide receivers coach. Um, a good ball player. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want coaching staff. Yeah. <laughs> they had Aaron Glenn, the corner, the cornerback. Uh, they had him as the defensive coordinator. So, um, and they have um, Chris Spielman as the oh, CEO. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Well, shout out to the Lions. So if we're looking at the games this weekend, we got six games, and uh, this is the second year, I think, in a row they're actually doing a Monday night game, which is going to be yeah, uh, the Cowboys, Cowboys in Tampa. Uh, but we're going to get three games on Saturday. We get two on Sunday, and then we get the Monday night game. So, uh, you know, apologies to the the wives and girlfriends. Guys are not getting shit this weekend. No. They're going to be in just front of the team. Whatever you're hoping they're going to do, just uh, kick that can down the road. It's going to have yeah. to wait another week. Yeah, um, sorry about that, mate. Yeah. Yeah, don't apologize. Yeah, sweet Melissa's already just kind of given into the fact. Yeah. Um, Subway, so what game are you most anticipating of the six games? Uh, you know what? This is a really good question because um, I honestly uh, – I actually think <clears> – <throat> Like, I you know what? I want to see. I think the most anticipated game, and most people are probably going to say Dallas, Tampa Bay, or Baltimore and Cincinnati, but I'm going to actually say the Giants and the Vikings. Um, it's hmm. it's uh, Justin Jefferson's first playoff appearance. I want to see like how he does, and. Um, say, and the Giants, you know what? They're back in the play playoffs first time since like 2016. Let's see how these two teams play 
in the playoffs because these are two teams that have not been the postseason postseason before in a while. So it, it's time to see what they can bring to the table. See, the game, I'm, for me, just as just a sports fan, you know, uh, you know, I, obviously, I'll, I'll, if I was going to be a, a homer, I'm going to say the, the Bucks. I'm yeah. kind of looking forward to that, no question. Of course. Yeah. The Los Angeles Chargers, Jacksonville Jaguars, I think is going to be such a great game. Um, Chargers have a lot to bring to the table. They, they, they have do. all sorts of weapons. They have playmakers all over the field and Jacksonville has been playing fantastic football they they're they were they they were kind of like the Detroit Lions of the AFC had a very rough start they they did not look well and then all of a sudden they kind of came together around week nine and they have been playing lights out football oh yeah and you know what the best part is that Trevor Lawrence has not even reached his full potential yet so and he he played like a top ten quarterback in the league. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you put his stats the second half of the season. He's up there or number one. Like I think he's like seventy percent completion uh, since like you know week nine or something like that. It's 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 stupid some of the stats he's putting up. Yeah. And and you know yeah. what? First time since nineteen ninety nine, you have the Miami Dolphins, Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all in the playoffs together. Wow, how about that? All Florida teams. See, initially I was going to say I want to see the the Dolphins Buffalo game. You know, but two is hurt. Buffalo, but two is hurt. I just don't. I can't see. Look, Miami's got a good defense. I just can't see them uh, keeping up with Buffalo. Wait, no, Buffalo's too good. No, they are not no. playing oh. too. They are not. No, playing I, very I, 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 you know what? I think if they keep winning, they're not going to. I mean, he's had three concussions yeah. this year. You, you, you have to shut him down for the year. Yeah, he that said guy, he wasn't going to come back. Yeah, oh, I like know. I don't care. Like if you need him, do not. You cannot play him after those like three concussions. Mm-hmm. Listen, if he keeps getting all these concussions, expect him to have like a five, six-year career, like Andrew Luck. Like it's gonna. It like he like the the staff. The Dolphins medical staff needs to either get their crap together or just get, they need or the Dolphins need to find new medical a new medical team. It was an independent guy the first and second. Yeah, time. correct. But yeah, I mean, you, you just got to be able to protect this guy, and you know they they brought him back too soon. But yeah, I mean, really, all the games they got this weekend, I think, are going to be good. I, I I don't know the I. 49ers, I think, are going to throttle Seattle. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of want to see how good Brock Purdy's going to be. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I can't see Seattle even keeping that game close. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, we got some some good games. Yeah, we we definitely do. But uh, with that said... We're we're up to a very important segment. The most important segment. Big, Big Ed's rock and roll retrospective. Take it away, Big Ed. Hey guys. Hey. Hey. You guys there? 
Yeah, we're here. This is weird. Never give me warning. Here. There we go. <laughs> hey, so to continue with our hair metal, we got Rat out of the cellar, 1984. Out of the cellar is the debut album of by American rock band known as a hair band. Released in 1984, it spread like wildfire with rotation on the radio and MTV of its singles, especially the hit Round and Round. The album is certified as triple platinum. The album brought Rat to the top of the glam metal scene in Los Angeles. Rat's later work would never surpass the success of Out of the Cellar. Produced by Bo Hill, Out of the Cellar features Rat's best-known hit, Round and Round. It also contains other popular songs like Wanted Man, Lack of Communication, and a re-recorded version of Back for More. The latter song originally appeared on the, uh, on the Rat EP, In Your Direction. The song was uh, that Percy wrote, who is the uh, lead singer when the band was still called Mickey Rat. It was recorded in LA at Village Recorder, uh, at the, excuse me, it was recorded in LA Village Recorder and Sound City Studios. Oh, by the way, the album cover featured a young Tony Katane. I don't know if you guys knew that. Let's see, we got 10 tracks, clocks in at 3641. Spawned three singles, Round and Round, Wanted Man, Lack of Communication, Back for More. Although not released as a single, did also receive airplay in the radio as well. Number 12 in Canada, number 7 on the U.S. Billboard charts, went gold in Canada and triple platinum in the U.S., selling over 3 million copies. Uh, Rad is Stephen Percy on lead vocals, Robin Crosby, lead, lead and rhythm guitars, backing vocals, Warren Demartini. Lead and rhythm guitar and backing vocals. Juan Crucier, bass guitar, backing vocals. Bobby Blotzer, drums and percussion, and Bo Hills, the producer. The album opens with Wanted Man. Crosby and Demartini trading licks, opening up the song after the third break. Piercy's voice uh, kicks in, and it's here that is not a mediocre band and a well structured, clean, and crisp. If there's more songs like this, I'm game. You're in Trouble is the next track. Opens with Juan Crucier setting the pace and the lead keeps the rhythm going with the guitar attack of Crosby and Demartini giving it a crushing sound. This will turn out to be Rat's signature sound. Round and Round. This song was wrote for MTV in the radio. A very polished pop rock song. Puts these guys on the map for sure and uh, genre defining. Bobby Blotzer is a busy guy in the song with, with his fills and cymbal writing. In Your Direction, it was at this point I realized this is a decent album and was enjoying the backing vocals were almost like harmonizing for a moment. The band does a little freestyling and shows some of their strengths. She Wants Money, a fast tempo track and gets right to the point. It is what women want, you know, the gabagool and the money. And Piercy and the boys chant it during the chorus and in the middle, a nice guitar solo by Demartini. You're starting to hear a patented shriek of Yeah by Piercy in three different songs already, but still effective. Lack of communication. I think this is probably the heaviest of riffs in chorus is very authoritative and Blotzer is banging the shit out of this kit too. Makes this a borderline heavy metal song. I liked it. Back for more. Starts off at a low tempoed and soft and builds with the band kicking in hard at one time. Very precise effort by these guys, and the backing vocals are on point, along with Piercy's vocals nailing it. 
uh, Demartini and Cruci are trading leads. Excuse me, uh, it's it's actually Crosby. This is a typo. Trading leads for the guitar seems like it's floating above the rest of the music. The morning after, I did not care for the vocal arrangements, but enjoyed the music. The band really jams well together during vocal breaks in a very fast-paced, uh, upbeat jam. I'm insane. This starts out quick with the guitar riffing into a high-speed jam. The protagonist is insane. Not sure why, but music it is a fast-paced speed rocker and shows how tight these guys are together with all the changes. No one lags or misses this step. Scene of the crime. I thought this was a filler track and listened to the lyrics, and while doing so, I realized there's a lot going on in here. Lots are with the cymbals and fills. You have Juan on bass keeping the train chugging along with Martini and Crosby playing lead and rhythm in a pretty complex setup. The lyrics, well, I don't know. You listen and let they get no. I don't think Rat gets enough credit as a hairband. They were pioneer that followed suit were of the, the rat formula, two guitarists, thunderous drums, and a fake handsome lead singer. The songwriting is stronger than Motley Crue at this point in 1984. Round and Round was the monster hit and the crown jewel of this album. If hair metal is comprised of grinding riffs and sweet hooks, Rat did it on this album. Not as fierce, but not fluffy like Poison, but rather out of the cellar stays in lane and makes history. For that, I give this three Montecitos. The Duke Boy of Nessequag had relocated, but jammed on this in the Tampa Palms area. It even played on the radio while acquiring a 1970 Mercedes box truck with Ed Reef after some drinking at the Wild Stallion. Decided to go for a Joroid and get a couple of Big Macs. I'm Big Ed. Listen and enjoy. Excellent. Yeah, it was a quick album. listen, like a half hour. Yeah, it de- it does go by fast when you put that album on. Uh, I listened through uh, it all the way through today, prepping for the show. Nice, and thank you. It, it's just there are it's hit after hit after hit. Um, just cool. I enjoy it. Yeah, it's, I it, love Rat. If you like rock and roll, it's a good rock album. Oh, totally. It's a great round rock and roll album. And round and round, you know, as much as it's played, it's a very popular song. But it's one of my favorite all-time rock songs. It's pretty solid. Yeah, super yeah. solid. I, I love it. And yeah, yeah it's it, you can't go wrong. If you like rock and roll, this is a great album to pick up, listen to. Um, I don't think they get enough credit. They really were pioneers in, in, the, in the hair metal. You know, because Motley Crue, you could say, were too, but they were like... They were more glam than hair. Yeah. Um, they, but For they sure. definitely, you know, rode right into that whole genre, though. I mean, they did a great job. But Brad, I think, would just, you know, this is 1984. It was still early in the, uh, in the rat race. You know what song I thought was good on this album that, that did not get airplay was Scene of the Crime. I thought that was a pretty solid one. For that, that just an album track. Oh yeah, I this was one I was confused in the beginning. I thought this was just a filler track. You know, Mike, I listened to this album at least fifteen times this week, if not yeah, more. That that that, uh, that was pretty solid. Uh, and I like the morning after. That was a fun song. The whole thing, actually, out of the three singles, there was actually four on rotation. 
I think get my notes. I think they definitely had three singles in there. Yeah, wanted man. Yeah, the three singles were round and round, wanted man, and lack of communication. Yeah. But back for more also got airplay. Which back for more? That's a good one. That actually ended up on their greatest hits album. It's not really a dead track. No. No, 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 it was a good album. I mean, I don't think they ever. There was not an album that was better than this one. Let's put it that way. I, I mean, agree. they had some hits. Don't get me wrong. They they probably put out. But this six... this was it. This was yeah, yeah. They, they wrote this way for for sure. If if you're gonna say, what is the greatest album, Rat ever put out? What's the best rat album in your opinion? Everybody's going to add it to sell. That's that's an easy one. Well, and you you mentioned I didn't realize because I'm looking at the album cover. I'm like she's familiar, and then uh, you know while you're doing a review, I see Sweet Melissa looking at me because she know the name Tawny Katane, right? Is that how you say your last name? Didn't she? She did some acting, didn't she? Do some acting. She she was real big in MTV because she's the the girl that on White Snake. She's the White Snake um, girl too. Yeah, she did the. White Snake, but didn't um, she do some acting after that, or no? Probably she she probably did B movies. I'm sure we could pull up IMDb and she and did a bunch of B movies, shitty horror movies. Yeah, she yeah. probably did stuff with. Um, uh, I'm gonna think of a comedian's name. I can't uh, think of right now. Oh, Sam Kinison. No, 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 not Sam Kinison. Who's the guy that's got the HBO show now? Uh, he's like, uh, you know, all brainy. He used to do Politically Incorrect. Um. Anyone? Yeah. That guy. Subway? You got your Google uh, machine going? But politically incorrect, is that? Bill Maher. Bill Maher. Yeah, Bill, Bill Maher, Maher used that's... to do a lot of B-movies in the 80s. That's right. Big Dog there... watches him. Yeah, he's... Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh... Uh, was it? Uh, Tawny Catan, didn't she date uh, Robin Crosby, who is the guitarist for Rat? Yes. She, they're, they're yeah. In... I, before they were big yeah from like high school i i believe she she'd been around so she was probably the obvious choice for that album cover yeah and she did several album covers yeah that was like i mean thing, you know she was really hot back in the 80s early 90s well, Rat Rat had an eye for talent because they had a Playboy Bunny that did uh, the Invasion of Your Privacy album. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Anytime you have a Playboy Bunny. Is that, is that what they call it, Casey? Talent? <clears throat> yes. They had an eye for talent. Yep. Talent. Yeah, is that the right word? Talent? Little drool on the corner there, Ma. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what we used that's to say. It. They didn't need Nugenics. That, no, nope. You just need better talent. You speak yeah. of talent, like you, you'd go into a, a good looking broad could solve that problem. Yep. Barrel. Yeah. That's where the whistle would come in. <laughs> hey, next week you have to be uh, like, put that fucking thing away. <laughs> so be prepared. Be prepared, fans. You're gonna have more slide whistle. Than you've ever experienced. Hey, I ordered it during the show so last week, and I was really pissed that it wasn't here. And you we, know what? If everything I've ever bought is the only thing that wasn't fucking prime. We we conducted. I didn't notice very, it. We conducted a very thorough survey through the land, and we found that there is just uh, a demand, and 
because there's a lack thereof slide whistle mm-hmm. you know they, and it's they, not the 12.99 one it is the 30 dollar it is the good whoa. one. P- people want more slide whistle I mean, next week I'll probably be able to play cashmere on that thing, you know. I mean, I'm going to be playing with it all week long. Yeah, oh, that would be good. They're yearning for it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, hey, should we uh, get into, um, I mean, we'll get something serious and then we'll have a little fun real quick before we uh, wrap things up. A little. Give me about three minutes. You know what? I did a little homework and it's it's worth a mention for Big Ed's. uh, rock and roll retrospect on some respected musicians that he uh, admired growing up. Yeah, because Naughty Radio is going to do something over the weekend. Right. Uh, so. All right, so I'll just cut to the chase, and then you can yeah. either, you know, that was cool, thanks, shut the fuck sure. up, or whatever. So <clears throat> this week we lost one of the greats two days ago, and we'd like to take a few minutes to talk about Jeff Beck his contributions to rock and roll. He's an English guitarist. He rose to prominence as a member of the rock band, The Yardbirds. After leaving, he did his first solo album with a young, unknown Rod Stewart, and it really cemented him as the go-to guy for all things guitar. And afterwards, he did, uh, and we talked about it on the show, uh, he did the Beck, Bogart, and the Apathy Project, the mm-hmm. supergroup in 1975, he switched to an instrumental style with focus and an innovative sound. His releases span genres, styles range from blues rock, hard rock, jazz fusion, and a blend of guitar rock and electronica. He was ranked in the top five by Rolling Stone and other magazines, lists ranking of one of the world's greatest guitarists. He's also often called the original guitarist, guitarist. Rolling Stone described him as one of the most influential lead guitars in rock. Although he recorded two successful albums uh, and as a solo act, Beck Beck did not establish himself as a mainstream or commercial success like most others, most of his contemporaries. He recorded with many artists. I mean, I would need an hour to do the list of credits this guy has played with. He never stopped recording. He was putting out music as, as, as recent as 2020. In the 80s, he played with Clapton on Crossroads, did a Curtis Mayfield tune with Rod Stewart. When people get ready in the 90s, he was still recording music and had time to play lead guitar on Roger Waters' Amused to Death and helped play guitar on the score of Days of Thunder. In the 2000s, Beckham won his third Grammy, this one for Best Rock Instrumental for the track of Dirty Mind from You Had a Common in the Summer in the summer of 2003 and appeared in Eric Clapton's Crossroad Guitar Festival in 2004. Beck was featured on the song 5446 was my number by Toot and the Maytales and as part of the album True Love, which won the Grammy Award for Best Reggae Album. Beck was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice. The last time was in April of 2009 as a solo artist. In 2010, Beck's album Emotion and Commotion was released in 2010. Features mix of original songs and covers such as Over the Rainbow and Nessum Dorma. Josh Stone and Melda May provided some of the guest vocals. Two tracks from Emotion and Commotion won Grammy Awards in 2011. He did a three album with Brian Wilson and Al Jardine along with 18 tour dates and said it was the highlight of his career and an honor to do so. On June 2nd, 2022, he also appeared in the news after Depp appeared with him at the Sage in Gateshead, 
following his victory in his high-profile defamation case. Uh, both also had performed at the Royal Albert Hall in London earlier in the week, back in Depp's first single and their collaborative album, 18, titled This Song for Miss Hedy Lamar, was announced in June of 2022. Deck is also featured uh, on the title track and The Thousand Shades from Ozzy's recent album, Patient Number 9, was released on June 24th, 2022. Look, I just touched the tip of the iceberg and cannot do this legend any justice in 200 words or less. I just thought you should know. It was very and nice. And I have a really quick homage. I'll do one more and then we could talk. Okay. Uh, I know most of you don't know who Robbie Bachman is. He was the drummer of Bachman Turner Overdrive. Uh, this is the first band I ever liked at 10 years old, and they have some hellacious albums. This guy was a beast on the drums and a real hard hitter. Listen to Non-Fragile or Four Wheel Drive, you'll see what I'm talking about. Robbie Bachman was a Canadian drummer and the youngest brother of guitarist, singer, and songwriter Randy Bachman. He was the original drummer for both the Belt and the Bachman Turner Overdrive bands. He was also sometimes credited as Robin or Rob on liner notes of Brave Belt and BTO albums. While growing up, Bachman practiced drums at home, often playing along with his older brother, Randy. When Robbie was age 18, Randy offered him the Brave Belt drumming job, and Robbie accepted. Other members of Brave Belt were Chad Allen, uh, Fred Turner. In 1972, another Bachman brother, Tim, joined the Brave Belt in Departure of Allen. Uh, they, at, that's when they changed the name to the Bachman Turner Overdrive. Robbie was credited with designing the BTO gear logo. BTO enjoyed a period of uh, a peak uh, popularity between 73 and 76, releasing five top 40 albums in the U.S. Uh, blah, blah. I'll just go Robbie later. They, You know what? It all came down to money. They, they split up. They got back together. In 2009, Fred Turner and Randy Bachman reunited and began recording a new album, which was released in 2010 under the name Bachman and Turner. To coincide with the world tour, Robin Bachman and Blair Thornton had brought a lawsuit against the Bachmans in order to prevent him, uh, him and Turner from touring under the Bachman Turner Overdrive name. R.I.P. You guys, big big influences on me. You'll you'll certainly be missed. That your music lives on. Thank you. Well, we'll get to know a little bit more of uh, Bachman. I know we got yeah. one of those albums uh, on tap probably nice. sometime, probably sometime I'm going to say mid to late February. We're, we're yeah, I think so. Do a little uh, rock and roll retrospective. I mean, it, I mean, this is a bad week for In Memoriam. So. Yeah. We had uh, Lisa Marie Presley. As of this morning. Did she die this morning or last night? No. Last, yeah, somewhere uh, around there. Uh, like yeah. So, last it's pretty night. recent. Was, yeah, was she was in the hospital for a cardiac arrest, I believe. Yeah, it, it was horrible. Uh, yeah, and then you know I, she she was just at the Golden Globes a few days she ago. Looked, she looked. I I I uh, I was looking at the Golden Globes. Uh, she looked really really frail, and I was like really worried because yeah, she was. She uh, did getting, look rough. They showed that this evening on. Uh, uh, she's she's had a rough couple years, you know. I I, I think uh, emotionally it took a toll when her son had uh, died. You know, yes. way 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 too young, way too young. Um, and you know you could probably uh, play armchair quarterback, but you know it probably took more of a toll on on her. 
Uh, I'd agree with that. She had an interesting life. I mean, I, it, it was never going to be the easy. It's not normal to bury your children, you know. Well, it's not normal to bury your children or your father's the king of rock and roll. Right. Um, you know, she grew up in Graceland uh, under limelight, um, married the king of pop. Yep. Um, you know, she she had an interesting life, and she's a recording artist. She she recorded three studio albums. She worked with T Bone Burnett, who's a, a a legend producer in his own right. Um, you know she. You know, uh, I hope I hope she rests easy, and you know, wherever her spirit is, it's it's finally found that comfort. Yeah, rest in peace, Lisa Marie. Rest and, in peace. And uh, then Robbie Knievel, son yeah, of this uh, shocked me. This shocked me. Yeah, that was uh, before we just took went to air. Robbie Knievel um, died of pancreatic cancer wow. at age sixty. Um, son of evil, but you know, uh, a legend in his own right. You know, as a uh, stuntman, but a, a daredevil, if right. you will. You know, and he three hundred forty jumps. Yeah. Three, yeah, no, no lightweight, and landed the jump over Caesar's Fountain that his father did not land. Wrecked. Yeah. Um, that was just a few years ago, right? No, nineteen eighty nine. No, there, there was something with Red Bull. No, nineteen eighty nine. He jumped uh, the fountains at Caesar with with his dad in attendance to watch. Actually. Caesar's Palace. Yeah. It feels yep. like yesterday. Yeah. He set twenty world records. He rode a Honda CR five hundred. That's no joke. Yeah. He always wanted to jump his father's XR seven fifty. Oh gosh, that would have not been good. You know, because some of the, the, the records he holds is for that that's type that type of suspension. Sure. Because you know, that bike was designed to jump. Not only is a motocross bike with, with plenty of travel, but that suspension was set up for him for the impact. Where right. the Harley Davidson had maybe three inches of travel, but, you know, it's, it's like taking a brick and trying to throw a brick, and then you're going to throw the baseball. What's going to go further? That's exactly right. what he was doing. Right. Not taking anything away. I mean, it was still balls because you know he was still doing 85 or 90 when he hit that ramp. That's pretty fast on the dirt bike. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. That's a. American, you know, know-how and American legend right there. Yeah. Very true. So He had a little reality show for a while I used to watch. Oh, did he? Yeah. yeah. I'm sure that was fascinating. I mean, I don't think he... he it, was always, it was always geared around a jump, you know? I think he's, he had a daughter or something. I was with him all the time. Oh, okay. No, I'm sure it's like not the a... handler. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm sure it's not normal to grow up a Knievel. No, I would say Nothing absolutely not. I think they were from South Dakota. Mm, yes, I Butte, Montana. Right. Oh, there that, you go. That's Montana. Okay, Montana. I thought they were somewhere out there in the Midwest or something out like that. I just remember as a kid, you can you always talking about Butte, Montana? Yeah, there ain't shit out there. No, just a big ranch. Evil Knievels. Yep, just elk. <laughs> elk, as far as the eye could see. <laughs> Rough well, week. That's all I could say. I, I was every morning. I woke up to you. Got to be kidding me. Like, yeah, and 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 in wrestling, you realize it's for real. Vince McMahon is back. 
Uh, I what? saw that just the other day. Well, when you Thursday. still, well, you still are the largest shareholder of their privately owned stock. You could just uh, implement yourself on the board. I changed uh, my mind. He fired two people. He hired two other yeah. people. So no one knows what's going on. However, they feel like um, uh, Stephanie McMahon. She resigned. She resigned. Uh, however, another story came out this morning that she's uh, ha is having some like medical thing done. So that might have been why she just resigned anyways. She was not going to be available for a while. Uh, so no one knows what this means for WWE other than so it sounds like Leach and all this. Vince, Vince is going to shop it around. But uh, let's see. Uh, Amazon. Um, really? Disney. Uh, the Saudis. Uh, th there's a lot of names there's being thrown out There's a lot of interest there. in. Yes. Uh, I certainly hope Disney doesn't win it. I mean, they'll. None of those sound great. No, it's well. Actually, the one that seems very compelling is AEW is going to try to make a run at it. Hmm. Tony Khan. What's interesting too hmm. is I read this week that the uh, WWE is moving their headquarters. Hmm. Really? Still? Yes. Out of Connecticut? No, they're still in Connecticut. No, no, no but oh, oh, they're going to stay in Connecticut. Staying in Connecticut, but they're leaving their. The building that they're in now, uh, they call it Titan Towers. Right. Or Titan Tower. They're moving to another location, but they're not selling the building that they're vacating, which is weird. Why are, you know. Well, you know, it's a realty thing. Yeah. I mean, WWE is more than just wrestling. You know, they're a full gamut entertainment. They Yeah. Movie Movies. production company and and then the production for the uh, the shows we see weekly. Sure. I mean, it's been crazy about what's been going on with WWE. What shows do they First have? Vince comes back. Well, they produce a lot of little docu series, yeah. um, but then on top of you know SmackDown, Raw, and then they own all the rights to like AWA, NWA. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, the, whatever the mid Tennessee, whatever Lawler's well, uh, the Jim Crockett productions, they own all that stuff. You know, they, they own the rights to almost every mm. wrestling network that, that was around from the seventies. So there, there's a wealth of proprietary. Sure. Yeah. Of proprietary shit, proprietary, a wealth of mm -hmm. history, a wealth of, programming that's that's present there and future programming so it's interesting but i heard the saudis that i don't know if that would be i'd be a little disappointed if the saudis got their hands on the wwe yeah i mean uh well it'd be mustafa ali who finally get his belt yeah probably he'll be the new head of the table well, somebody would stop that and offer him more or something, right? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know I if mean, there's any more uh, money we'll, than we'll oil see. money. Oil yeah. money yeah, pretty much prints itself. Yeah, you and what yeah. money? Yeah. Uh, oil money? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, that's, okay. That's good money. That fucking well behind you. Well, that's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> 
Texas tea. Yeah. Didn't no, you watch the... Uh, Beverly Hillbillies? Yeah, Beverly Hillbillies. So they made it to California. He just went out to go hunting, you know? He was shooting at some food. And up from the ground came and some bubbling, bubbling crude. crude. <laughs> Ken folks said, Jed, move away from there. Yeah, get your folks to Bel Air. Yeah, no, said California is the place you oh, ought yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, California. <laughs> so he loaded up his truck and moved to Beverly. That's Pills, what that is. Yeah, there's Pills, a lot of is. songs that are about the same thing, I just realized. About the Beverly Hillbillies? Well, no, but like. You it's know, like the Prince of Bel Air. And, and to New York is where I'd rather think. Oh, Green Acres? Yeah, Green I Acres. I mean, that's not the same, but it, it reminds me of the same concept. Although, speaking of this. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like a different concept. Yeah. You know, uh, City Mouse, the Country yeah. Mouse. Yeah. Let me, can I segue this a little Chevy bit? Vegas. Yeah. Uh, me MeTV, man. That's where you'll find these TV shows. Mm-hmm. So I, I was fortunate enough. I didn't have to go to my real job today at a vacation day. And uh, I watched a little bit of MeTV. Yep. No, you did it. You watched, watched a lot of MeTV. <laughs> well, I had it on in the background, Big Ed, as I was doing some work around Studio C today. Uh, I was able to catch a couple episodes of The Rifleman. Nice. Some uh, Gunsmoke. Mm-hmm. Some... Let's see. What else did I see? Uh, I did catch A-Team this mm-hmm. afternoon. Mm-hmm. Oh, A-Team? A-Team, yeah. Six o'clock mm-hmm. on MeTV. Excellent. Excellent. It was excellent. It was an episode. Boy George was a guest star on this yeah. episode. Wow, wow that's that's the 80s for you. Very <laughs> 80s. Very 80s. How so, tumble meet- for you. So I was very pleased with the Me TV lineup. So yeah, it was good. The Rifleman, uh, you know, just the, that kid was just like pa pa. You know, that's all he's just you know always in trouble. That always. <laughs> I love Rifleman. It's one of my favorites. Must be a boy thing. I mean, record is it? Rifleman so. be on every. It probably still is Sunday morning. I think it is on Sunday mornings. So uh, there was a TV network on one of the cable, the cable networks where it was all Westerns. Yes. Uh, is that Grit TV? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They'll have like Have Gun, Will Travel. They'll That's have like great. the original. That, you know what? That boy was on. Remember the John Wayne movie, El Dorado? Yes. He was the one that got that John Wayne shot. Kid was supposed to be a lookout. Oh. He fell asleep. Oh yeah, brings yeah, yeah. him home. Right. But just a little side. Maverick is on MeTV yes. now, along with Rockford Files too, so you can get your full fill of James Gardner. Mm-hmm. Uh, big fan of anything James Gardner. I yeah, he was a cool. I like cool Rockford. Cool as a you know, cucumber, that guy. I, I do enjoy Rockford Files. So I'll, I'll catch that a couple times. Underrated show. Underrated show. Yeah, he uh, he drove a Firebird, right? Yeah. Sure did. Guys, there's a lot of shows with cool Firebirds in them. 
So I caught a Rockford file episode a few weeks ago that um, Tom Selleck was on. This was the pre-Magnum Tom Selleck. Mustache? A mustache and wow. all. Didn't look much different than Magnum. Of course, pe- playing a much different character than Magnum, but it was pretty cool to see a uh, pre-Magnum Tom Selleck. He's a good actor. I forget. He was like a studio guy, like because that was back in the day when those guys were like owned by the studios. And I, um, who's the Sam uh, Sam Elliott? Him and Sam Elliott used to just hang around the pool at the studio, just waiting to be called for called a job. for a show. Hey, we need you. They were just hanging around. There, there was like a pool at the mm. studio. They were just hanging around the pool, and uh, they would wait know. for the eugenics to kick in. Well, pretty much, pretty much, they were on uh, the either prowl. wait for a girl. <laughs> they, they're they're waiting for a girl or for a job. That's it. Mm-hmm. They just hung around, and that's what. And a lot something of came guys, along, whether it was a job or a broad. Is that? Yeah. Take that, Frank Sounds Thomas. Like a good bam, time bam, to me. Yeah, that's right. You want to <laughs> see the big hurt? <laughs> She's hurting for a squirt. Right. Hurting for a squirting. Here on Warm Beer in the Cheap Seats. WBCS. 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 And you can catch, catch us on Naughty Radio, everybody. That's right. Make sure you download the app. I want everybody listening tonight, all three of you. I was listening it. to Naughty Radio yeah. today. I listen, I listen every day. I listen to so my album that I, I do my homework and then I listen to Naughty Radio. Oh, so this download next it, album everybody. is going to be Dawkins' fourth album for, for next week. So I forgot the name. Next, next week's retrospect. I, I think this this episode's gonna be immediately followed by uh Christopher Cross and you're gonna find yourself between New York City and the moon. Oh, I my. love it. I have a Chipmunks album with that where Alvin sings that. Aww. A Christopher Cross song? Yeah. What? Awesome. Yeah, by the way, the reference with the nineteen seventy Mercedes box truck. True story. True yes. story. True story. Yes, baby, die. <laughs> yes. By the way, it doesn't well, fit through the drive-thru at McDonald's. No. Oh, boy. Yes, yeah, spoiler, <laughs> spoiler alert. You sure wonder. Can't wait for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's called That's Duke Boy Needs one. to Grow Up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So, well... Is it a show or what? Yeah. I guess it's a show. Hey, guys. Thank you. Good show. Good show. Listen to Take Naughty Radio and, and, the, and the captain. Support the captain. That's right. Thanks, Big Ed. He's our job strap. Keep the sunny side up and greasy side down. What is what is the uh, silver tongue devil say, Casey? Uh, I don't know. F.O. <laughs>
Now children are 